Thank you to France for remembering the courage and sacrifice that our own leadership would rather dismiss. Three men, five headlines, no warning, no rules. It's a right angle lightning round. That's it. I'm out of here. (laughs) It was bound to happen someday. I've been doing this thing for three years. Somebody was going to get pissed off and walk out. Here we go. Has it only been three years? It's only been three years. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you gentlemen know the drill. I have hand-picked headline (laughs) stories just for you to get your very hottest takes. Uh, Let's begin with Bill. Now, Bill, uh, you had said during a segment earlier this week that Joe Biden hadn't held a press conference in four months, but he did have a brief one on Friday. Now, you may have heard that I think on Thursday, Elon Musk said he had a very bad feeling about this economy. It was a letter he wrote to Tesla executives that somebody leaked to Reuters. And uh, hell, maybe Elon leaked it for all I know. And President Biden was asked about about Musk's very bad feeling about this economy. And <laughs> Joe Biden said, so, you know, lots of luck on his trip to the moon. <laughs> and he, he finished saying, I mean, I don't, I mean, you know, and trailed off. Bill, do, do you think Biden actually forgot that it's actually America's trip to the moon? He was talking about the Artemis program that Elon Musk is building the lunar lander for. Elon Musk is not known for Artemis. Elon Musk is known for SpaceX. Elon Musk is known for the guy who's going not with the help of the government and not with a neutral government, but he's going to space in spite of the government's best efforts to slow him down. We haven't seen a Starship flight in months and months and months because the FAA is still deciding whether or not they can stall him a little bit longer so that Boeing can do another one of their unimpressive uh, launches of a billion dollar per launch system while Elon Musk is ready to basically start hauling mail into space. Uh, I'll tell you what, Steve, while you were talking about this, I thought, hmm, hmm, Elon Musk, Joe Biden, battle of the titans in terms of intellect. And here's the first and here's the first thought that and only thought that came to my mind. This preceded the Internet. I'm going to see if I can find it for the segment. One of the first line drawn animations I ever saw was Bambi versus Godzilla. (laughs) (laughs) With a little music in the background. Yeah, Yeah. I know it well. That's, that's that's my reply. That's that's the whole thing. All right, we'll see if we can. Oh, uh, P.S. 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 Yes, uh, M- Musk is is Godzilla. <laughs> just for those of you who hadn't figured <laughs> just, it out, just I get that now. Wondering. Yes. Oh, this guy, uh, Scott. Over to you. The Washington Post internal meltdown continues as paper suspends reporter over. A retweet. Uh, Taylor Lawrence, I'm sure you're familiar with her antics by now. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you aren't because it'll break your heart. Thank Can you. literally lie. She She's a tech reporter for the Washington Post. She got internet famous and they hired her against all good judgment. Uh, and well, listen to this. Taylor Renz can literally lie and violate basic standards and gets no punishment. She spent the weekend stealth editing a piece where she got basic facts wrong and probably lied about those basic facts. Um, And Felicia, another one of these mean girls that's running the Washington Post these days, can leak her boss's emails, violate company policy, and harass her coworkers and is good to go. But Dave Weigel, who's not my idea of a good guy, got suspended for a month without pay because he retweeted on his private account 
a uh, joke about women being crazy. Uh, you th- Scott, you are the best person I know for journalistic ethics. Can, can, can the Washington Post be saved at this point? You keep using this word journalistic. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Fair enough. It, um, you know, it's the entertainment business. And so whatever it takes to entertain. Uh, I just I saw something in my news feed today that uh, that one of the co-stars from a movie showed up at an interview with the coast with another star of the movie. It's the new Jurassic World movie and uh, and interrupted an interview and, and hijinks ensued. And immediately when I read that, I thought, well, the reason that happened was it wasn't that the guy was just walking down the hall and noticed that his co-star was being interviewed. And so he jumped in. That was planned in advance to cause a spectacle to make people interested in Jurassic World and to make that video go viral. And I think it's kind of the same thing with the Washington Post. It's like nobody's reading the Washington Post because they want to be well-informed. There's got to be something going wrong. You know, it's it's kind of the the car crash theory of auto racing. You know, it's like if if something is does not look like a, a pileup, nobody would be looking at it at all. I mean, who is really relying on the Washington Post for their information anymore? Um, I used to be a subscriber. I am not anymore. My life has not been diminished in the least. <laughs> you know, Washington Post so proved me wrong. I always thought that uh, uh, the best thing to happen to the best thing that could happen in newspapers would be the way TV news divisions used to be run. They were prestige uh, loss leaders. The yeah. networks lost money on those, but that wasn't the point. The point was to produce a pretty damn good product that would have a halo effect over the rest of the network. And I thought, you know, maybe Bezos can do something like that for the Washington Post. He he won't worry about it making money. He'll, he'll try and do it as a halo project. And Boy, could I have been more wrong? I, I think he just spent some more of that money that he could have used for the Halo project to to do another carnival ride to the edge of space. I don't know if you watched that yesterday, but they, yeah. they I when you see these things, it's almost comical. Maybe that's it's the Bezos effect. Maybe the whole thing is like everything is just getting more and more silly because of his involvement with it. We have the worst billionaire uh, uh, arch villains ever. We need a better class of those. Uh, Bill, over to you. The EU's new climate change tax will exempt private jets. Uh, the European Union is currently working on a plan to impose a minimum tax rate for aviation fuels. However, the minimum EU tax rate would not apply to cargo only flights or to, quote, pleasure flights and business aviation, a term that covers executive jets. It's uh, it's good to be the nomenclature, isn't it? Yes, that's disgusting. By the way, I'd like to apologize for the background hum here. They, they, you know, they got us a good rate, but looking back on it, I, I really regret our decision to put the studio on the other side of this tuning fork factory. <laughs> uh, uh, Honestly, Steve, I got to tell you, in a, in a world that continually uh, surprises me by me being surprised at how low things go, this one is especially out of the park, standout, cynical. And this one's got this one has a certain frisson to it. You know, there's something there's something particularly clear about just how much contempt they hold uh, people in. We're going to put a, a tax on fuel 
to save the planet from this impending catastrophe. And when I say impending, it's 15 minutes, uh, 15 years late, but it's, it's, it's on its way. Definitely. It's just got stuck in traffic and, and it'll be here shortly. And, and, and in the middle of this, they write an exemption to the most inefficient use of gallon per passenger mile yeah. on the planet. And they do that because the people that write the laws travel in business jets or have campaign contributions from people in business jets. Glenn Reynolds, it's, that, that boy has the ability to nail a, a, a snappy phrase, right? He has a bunch of them. But one of my favorites is, I'll start believing it's a crisis when the people who tell us it's a crisis start acting like it's a crisis. And this is about as good an example as you can find of how fundamentally unserious this entire topic is. Indeed. Steve, you know, it, Steve oh, can yeah, I defend ahead, these people for a second? Because frankly, the information that they're using <laughs> to pass such legislation came as a result of conferences that they hold periodically for people to gather <laughs> from around the world to bring them the facts they need to pass this kind of legislation. And so without private jet travel to conferences where they talk about how horrified they are at the effect of jet travel on the environment, they wouldn't have even had this legislation. By the way, there'd be a lot more of these international high-level um, elitist uh, conventions, but there's been a supply chain problem with finding <laughs> enough sharks with freaking laser beams in their head. <laughs> you know, climate, uh, the climate catastrophe is so late that it's John Belushi making excuses to Carrie Fisher and the Blues Brothers. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one. Uh, oh, and an NFL team, it was the Panthers, appointed mm. their first openly transgender cheerleader. Yeah. And as, uh, again, Glenn Reynolds mentioned earlier today, for the past few seasons, the Panthers' record has been 7-9, and 5-11, 5-11, 5-12. But they got their priorities in order, don't they, Scott? Yeah. Yeah, this ought to turn it around for them. And uh, <laughs> I, I saw a photograph of this live beauty uh, that he took. She whatever, of themselves. And um, they, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like this, uh, really, this person should have gone to be like a horse jockey. It's this tiny little bald uh, person um, who is very excited at the, at the support that he's getting from all the girls um, who are part of this dance squad. And they referred Whoa. to him as, as an athlete. Um, are, Bill, did you just say something? I'm sorry. Yeah, that's some old fashioned nightmare fuel right there. <laughs> Anyway, you know, it just it's one of those things. It's it's not so much, although it is this, it's not so much that there is a, a, a woman that's not a woman now that's part of this all woman squad um, on there. But the fact that the Panther, Panthers thought this would be a great big dang deal, like we're going to announce this so everybody can see how impressive we are um, because, you know, one does not spend millions of dollars a year on a football squad in order to win playoffs and championships. One does it to advance a political viewpoint. And this is a success in that regard. And nothing, by the way, gets your average uh, Sunday afternoon football fan more excited for their team than getting to see transgender cheerleaders. Yeah. Boy, you want to talk about packing the, <laughs> the seats. That's uh. they, that's just going to turn that whole franchise right around those idiots. And it looks like there was a wardrobe malfunction. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, 
All right. Uh, one last headline for me. Biden White House neglects to mention anniversary of D-Day for the second year in a row. That's only their <laughs> second opportunity to mention D-Day. It was the 70th, 78th anniversary of D-Day on Monday, June 6th, of course. Um, and the headline's not quite correct. At 8.45 p.m. Eastern on Monday night, the White House released a tweet written by an intern, I'm sure, mm. commemorating the sacrifices of D-Day. And I'm going to the feedback. I, I'm going to I'm going to try not to, to get too choked up as I tell you this, but I just learned about this this morning uh, also on Twitter. And I never knew this before, even as big of a World War II history buff as I am. But uh, every year on June 6, French soldiers take sand from Omaha Beach and they rub it into the names engraved in all 9,300 some odd American gravestones. And I believe English and uh, Canadian too, gravestones at, at Normandy where we buried our losses, our D-Day losses. And they do that because the sand is kind of a gold color that makes the name stand out. Yeah. My opinion of France just went up incredibly. So I would like to take this moment this is a tough one to say thank you. Thank you to France for remembering the courage and sacrifice that our own leadership would rather dismiss. And that's your right angle lightning round. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.